straight out of the heart of Texas. Here come the students of conflict, helping you become a better Malifaux player and reach the top of the podium, one game at a time. Welcome to Students of Conflict. We're Clay, Nick, and Doug. Hello! Howdy! <laughs> and we're trying to become better Malifaux players, leveling up ourselves and hopefully helping others level up as well. We do this by interviewing top third players from the Lone Star Conference, playing in Malifaux tournaments across the U.S. We're not trying to capture their entire tournament journey. We want to take an in-depth look at a single game from each of our guests. What were key decisions that they made before the game, during the game, and then looking back at the game, what were the things that they learned and that they can pass on to others? Our basic format, we interview guests all at once, just as soon as possible after the tournament, where it's all fresh in their minds, and then we can get some good cross-flow between the guests. Rather than publishing one long marathon podcast, we break it up, one individual podcast per guest, one game, trying to level up one game at a time. I am Clay. Hi, Clay. Hi, hey. So trying to bring to the podcast the the voice of a newcomer to Malifaux that I've been playing Malifaux for a little while now. It's been, uh, I think I just passed my 16 month point that, uh, but still have a ton to learn. I will talk about myself a lot as a bottom third player. And that's not maybe bottom third out of all Malifaux players. That's bottom third of a person who plays in tournaments regularly here in Texas uh, Lone Star Conference is a very competitive meta, and so uh, being being bottom third in the, the competitive meta here in Texas is not. Uh, uh, I, I I absolutely have a lot to learn, but I'm not totally hopeless, is what I like to think. But that's the voice that I try to bring is a guy who has way more questions than he has answers at this point. Uh, absolutely love Malifaux, and what I'm trying to do in this podcast is capture the feel where I have done my best learning, and it's often after I've played somebody and they have kicked my butt. And I'm sitting down asking them, like, what did I do right? What did I do wrong? What could I have done? What were you thinking before we even sat down at the game? You know, it's those kind of discussions, whether it's at the table right after a game or it's at the bar after a game. Those are the discussions that I have learned a lot out of. And I'm trying to share those kind of questions and answers with you. So thanks for listening. And uh, thanks for being here with us. Clay, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. Yeah. What do you got? Is Malifaux your first minis game or have you played other minis games before, you know, joining the cult of Malifaux? That cult of Malifaux. <laughs> that uh, <laughs> I have been a competitive gamer forever, um, mostly through Magic the Gathering. Um, okay. And uh, we hit COVID, uh, the height of COVID, I guess. And uh, there wasn't an in real life community uh, for part of that. And then the online community for magic at the time was just either caustic or non-existent. And so I needed something different to feed my competitive itch. And I, I kind of fell into kill team, a really, really great online presence. Um, this is the first version of kill team. Uh, it's had a new version since then, and it's, it's, it's changed a lot and it's still a great game. And I really, really, really enjoyed kill team. Um, great people and a great community and a great game. Um, but then I play Malifaux and it is like so much better and more in depth. And it just, it, it's, it's, I am not poking kill team, uh, but uh, Malifaux is for me about a million times better, even though it hurts my brain every time I play. So it is, uh, it has been uh, uh, the first time I played Malifaux. I've been hooked ever since. Uh, I, I don't think I've had a day without consuming Malifaux content or 
trying to flip some cards uh, in the last 16 months. And it has been a wild ride. But again, I got a long, long, long way to go. We're, we're glad to have you along for the ride, Clay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Great to be here. So, all right, Nick, what 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 are you bringing to this podcast? And oh how my did goodness. you get here? Yeah, I'm apparently the Nick Westbrook. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been playing since 2018, uh, wave four to five of uh, 2E, uh, when Nelly and Sandeep were a thing and were, were wrecking tables. Um, <laughs> I jumped in with a group of friends. Uh, I chose Guild because I thought they were the most straightforward uh, and easiest to learn because it was my very first miniatures game. Um, I had not played a min- miniatures game uh, prior to Malifaux. Um, later, I did try warhammer and the dice just hated me and ever since i've hated dice even though i'm on damn near every third floor war rpg game rolling dice um (laughs) but dying in public on rpgs is fun um but ever since then i've been really just trying to get better and better and better um doing what i can to ask the right questions where clay was um figuring out this game of malifaux and what i've loved about it is the camaraderie um the uh the community is amazing and um it i played because of the chess i mean i fell in love with the the lore later but i loved it because it was like chess it was competitive it was strategic and um it was just you and your opponent and you and the rng was mitigated with a with a deck of cards which i loved but uh you know i primarily played uh guild out the gate uh dabbled into 10 thunders with moderate success jumped back into guild after titles um and just fell in love with it. Um, played a lot of Vassal to try to level up my game and get as many reps in as possible. And uh, that's where I'm at today. Um, so, yeah. No, that's awesome. So you, Nick, have been a huge part of the community for the longest time. And uh, kind of, you, you talked about, it. I mean, it's just a great community, but you are a big part of that. So um, how did that come to be? You, you got any fantastic, like, welcome to, how did you become the, the Nick Westbrook? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I'm a firm believer of supporting your content creators. Uh, I don't know if I just showed my age or not when we bought media off of a uh, shelf at Target or or Sam Goody, right? But uh, I was a firm believer in supporting the content and I just, I I absorbed as much as I could to get as, uh, as much information as possible and have it repeat over and over again. And, uh, uh, God bless them, the, the steam-powered scoundrels. Uh, they had a tier that if if you bought into a certain tier, you got an Oda episode to do something. And I was like, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll the dice with it. And then every Friday night down, I was introduced as the one and only Nick Westbrook. And it stuck. <laughs> it stuck like crazy. And I didn't That's realize so it awesome. stuck. And I was playing... Um, uh, uh, a colleague or a friend of mine over in Australia that I met on Vassal. He goes, wait a minute. Are you the Nick Westbrook? And this is only like a month after my, uh, after they started doing that on steam powered. And uh, I let, let Doug Broman know that. And and they just rolled with it. They made it stick more and more and more and more. And so it's kind of been my thing is the Nick Westbrook. And I've kind of leaned into that moniker. And uh, um, if the Nick Westbrook fit on the back of a jersey, I would. Um, But uh, yeah, it it just kind of stuck. But ever since then, I've just loved supporting the content creators and in being active and um, being a voice as much as I can, whether it's good or bad. uh, It's still something to learn from. and, and helping the community grow. That's been my number one goal. 
So that's awesome. And we are super privileged to have you as part of this pod. So thank you so much, Nick. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Doug, what you got? Yeah. So I I guess it is me next. And yeah, I'm, I'm also excited that, you know, Nick and I have been talking like, Hey, we should do a podcast. Oh, we should totally do a podcast. And then we don't talk about it for like a month or two. Hey, we should do a podcast. Yeah. Let's do that podcast. We uh, honestly, I think we've been talking about doing a podcast for over a year now, probably. Oh, at least, at least, at least since the first time you came to LVL, I, that was before COVID. That was 2020. Yeah. God. Where did the time go? What the heck? Anyway, <laughs> as I derail things, by the way, that um, that's also the voice I am kind of bringing to this here is, uh, hello, hi, I'm Doug Bowman. No, not that Doug Bowman. There's no R in it. Doug Broman. He's from Steam Powered Scoundrels. So different Doug. It gets really confusing. But anyway, yes. So I am bringing the voice of. Um, well, I've been around Malifaux for, it will be 10 years this summer. Yeah. Wow, that's I, crazy. Wow. That's wow. So yeah, so I've been playing uh, miniatures games since I was a kid. Uh, early 90s. Uh, started, you know, as many people do with Warhammer. But this was back before there were uh, Games Workshop stores. It was the, I picked it up at my local comic book shop. And so the the internet was not a big thing then. And so there was not as much of the community. And then one day I walk into my shop and there's this beautiful. Now, to be fair, the picture I have in my mind, uh, nothing can ever actually live up to it. It was probably knowing how things were painted in the 90s. It was probably did not look great. But... Amazing for the I have in my mind was just this gorgeous diorama of this crazy game going on. I'm like, oh my gosh, Andy, what is this? He's like, this is Necromunda. And I was hooked. And this was the original Necromunda release. It had that very story-driven thing. It was very skirmish-based. And so that's always been my favorite kind of game there. And I've played probably a dozen different games since then. Hell, I used to work for Games Workshop when in, running one of their retail stores. And I got into Malifaux right at the launch of second edition. It was at uh, the Gen Con in 2013 where they launched second edition. And that was my first time going to Gen Con, which I now make an annual pilgrimage to. And I had just... A couple months before that, left my job at Games Workshop to go back to school and was, you know, looking to expand my game horizon. And I see this game and the miniatures look awesome. And I go and I demo it. I'm like, I need more. And so I have been hooked ever since. Over time, so obviously I've been around the community for about 10 years now. I gradually got more and more involved in the community, particularly through the A Weird Place Facebook group. Eventually, I became an admin on there and used to do the A Weird Place podcast with Chrissy and Craig. This is Craig Shipman before Third Floor Wars was a thing. And Ted and Sean and all of those guys who I miss our you know fun hangout times dearly and I've missed doing the uh, podcast ever since. Um, I started being a very competitive player Right around, I guess, the time Nick joined 
because it was when Sandeep came out and I was at that point where I had the experience to know, you know, some bad mistakes not to make, but Sandeep, I didn't have any preconceived notions as how to run him. And so I went in and started being, you know, top table guy for a while there. But eventually I, I don't know how it happened or when the transition was made. Honestly, I think it started around about when I started helping out with uh, running the Malifaux events at Las Vegas Open and then eventually taking those on by myself. That's when I transitioned from being hyper-competitive player to now I'm the guy who runs all of the things. And I don't get to play competitively as often as I used to. Maybe I get in one or two major tournaments a year. And, you know, eh, if they're running tournaments over in Austin, yeah, sometimes I make it out to those. But, uh, so I've gone from being, I am hyper-competitive guy to beat to, hey, I run things and now I run silly, silly, delightful lists when I can because I like to see if I can come up with some a different angle that people aren't expecting. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, but it's, it, you know what? We're going to have a fun time while I play my, my, my silly shenanigans. Yeah, that's awesome. I was going to say, this is the part where uh, Doug was very modest about his role in the Malifaux community because uh, he really undersold that. And that just shows his, his character. He is an amazing ambassador for the game and for the company. And he is uh, a direct result of our meta here in the entire state of texas not just the local area he lives in he is a direct response he is responsible for the the health of our our growing meta here and so thank you doug for being so modest but you deserve so much more than that well thank you Nick. that does mean a lot man and, and to the people hearing this, uh, he's blushing on camera right now. I am. The, 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 <laughs> and that's not just the scotch I'm drinking. There you go. I need I need to pile onto that as well, because that is a huge part of why I'm playing Malifaux now is because of Doug's monthly tournaments that um, I really enjoy competitive play. And that was the thing with Kill Team is that there just wasn't at the time a competitive scene. If there was going to be one, I was going to have to be running those tournaments. I was just like... I, I didn't have the energy to be a competitive player and run tournaments. And, uh, and Doug, and I, so I live in San Antonio, Texas, for those who aren't in Texas, it's, it is a long drive um, <laughs> to Houston. Texas is a big place. You just can't even imagine how long it is. But I, I, I will say that I laugh when people are like, oh yeah, we had to drive two hours to a tournament back East or whatever, back East to the U S and I'm like, Oh, I'm not even, I am out of like the, uh, the San Antonio area code by that point, but just barely, you know? So anyways, there, it is a long way, but the fact that I could go over and play a tournament every month uh, and learn from people, I would get three solid games in every month uh, over in Houston. And that was worth the drive. Um, and people in Austin, people in Dallas, Fort Worth, people in San Antonio, people in Houston, people from all over the place uh, will go to Doug's tournaments. Um, and he does do tournaments all over the U S but, the Houston tournament is really special, and, and we're trying to capture some of that specialness here on the podcast. I really think that that is um, 
we have some amazingly good players here. We have a lot of lessons to share, and we are all just super excited about sharing some of those lessons with you. Uh, some of those are lessons learned the hard way. If not all learn the hard way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't be sharing them. That's how they stick the best. If they're embedded in your skull. Exactly. And and that's that's typically the kind of questions that I've got. <laughs> but uh, lessons that I'm learning. Honestly, uh, when it comes to the, the Texas community, because the uh, Texas community, even when I first started playing, had a reputation of being strong. That now, I do think it has, uh, the, the old joke has softened over the years. That the joke back when I was first doing the Weird Place podcast was that, you know, in Texas, you know, we punch you in the face until you learn to duck, and then we sweep the leg. <laughs> that has softened some. But I, I know that I definitely learned in that environment, and that environment was definitely around to a decent extent when Nick was just uh, starting to learn there as well. But I think that we, uh, as the community has grown, we... We still play hard, but it's a little less face punching. But there is still, you know, if you want to get punched in the face, we're willing to punch. I would, I would say it, it probably is just about the same amount of. I, I don't have the basis of comparison, but there is a lot of face punching. But it's cool because everybody is willing to sit down with you afterwards and talk about it and and help you learn from you know. Uh, yeah, give you five minutes to go wipe your bloody nose and then come back and talk about the game. And it's fantastic. So I, I absolutely love it. Uh, and I'm excited about sharing that with the, with the rest of the world, with anybody who's going to take the time to listen to us here. Oh, and please note, this is all metaphorical face punching. Yes. Um, we do not actually punch people in the face in Texas. Truth. It's metaphorical yeah. face punching. <laughs> it is. It is. It is friendly games, but uh, but it is 100%. brutal on the table. <laughs> no and and it does help that uh, the game store that I play that I run my tournaments in, you can drink beer in now, so that makes everything go down much more smoothly. Yep. No, it's yep. good stuff. So already we are excited about uh, getting on with the episode. So. Uh, I think unless you guys have any other questions or comments. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to growing with you all as well. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Students of Conflict is brought to you by Top Dog Design. Check out topdogdesign.com for all of your Malfoy terrain needs. Top Dog Design, 3D printable designs to enhance your tabletop. Students of Conflict is not an official product of Weird Miniatures LLC. All intellectual property belonging to Weird Miniatures is used with permission. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of entities they represent. Any content provided by our guests and or hosts are their opinion and not intended to malign any group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Woo! We're Clay, Nick, and Doug, and we're trying to become better Malifaux players. Level him. No! <laughs>
Okay, let me just start over. Doug, how about we have a separate segment where we both go, howdy, or whatever, and then you could plug that in in a good spot between Clay's uh, breaths. <laughs> anyway.